You wear a life jacket when you're out on the water and a bike helmet when you're out on the trail. Chances are you're a fan of added confidence. And so are we, especially when you're out on the road. That's why the 2022 Chevy Equinox comes standard with Chevy Safety Assist. Six advanced safety features to help you stay safe. Find new confidence. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Visit Chevy.com slash safety to learn more about Chevy Safety Assist. Safety or driver assistance features are no substitute for the driver's responsibility to operate the vehicle in a safe manner. Read the vehicle's owner's manual for more important feature limitations and information. While traveling, it's usually best to pack light. When it comes to money, carrying some cash and having an alternative like Zelle is a great idea. Zelle's an easy way to send and receive money with people you trust at any U.S. bank. It's already in thousands of different banking apps, and it's money straight into your bank account in minutes fast. Look for Zelle in your banking app today. Safe travels. Hey, everyone. It's Sam with Wrestling Overtime, and it is your Monday Night Raw results and thoughts for February 8th, 2021. And let's talk about this show. And no, we're not starting off talking about Nia Jax's hole. I know all of you went Twitter crazy when you heard that. But we're not starting off talking about that. Let's start off. Um, let's see. Let's see. Should we start off? Well, first of all. I do not remember him, um, but I do want to offer my condolences to uh, Butch Reed's family and say that WWE did a nice tribute for him. I don't really remember him as a wrestler. Um, I should have taken the time to look him up. Before I actually started this episode, I meant to do that so that I could kind of talk about him a little bit. I haven't listened to Dave Metzler's podcast yet for Monday because I'm sure he will definitely tell me who he is and what his place in wrestling history Kind of exactly is, but I do want to make sure that, you know, first of all, I do do that and um, offer up my thoughts and prayers to his family. And then I guess I misunderstood things last week, but I guess I'm not the only one because Seamus also misunderstood things. They started off the Raw show talking about Drew McIntyre and Sheamus' friendship and how long it had lasted, and it showed them at different parts of their life and how they had come into the wrestling business around the same time and, and got to WWE and, and everything that was going on with that, and then, of course, showed... Seamus taking up for Drew McIntyre and then turning on him. Now, I was under the understanding, and I guess it was a misunderstanding, that when he turned on him, then we were getting Drew McIntyre versus Seamus at Elimination Chamber. However, 
I found out tonight on Raw that I was totally wrong. Um, Adam Pierce is in the ring, and Shane O'Mac is back. And, of course, I am excited, wanting to do Dala 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 uh, dance all around my living room, and he doesn't stay for long. And I hated that. I, uh, I want Shane O'Mac back. I want him, I know they're trying to possibly move Adam Pierce to Raw and let Sonya Deville take over. I'm all for that. And I kind of want to see Adam Pierce on Raw. But I still want Shane O'Mac back. So how can I do that? You guys need to write me at wrestlingovertime at gmail.com. I know I can get my fix on the WWE Network for, what, another month before it goes to Peacock? But I still, you know, I would like to see Shane O'Mac now. However, he did come in and tell us that Drew McIntyre is now going to defend his WWE Championship inside of Elimination Chamber against five other former champions. Well, to me, if I'm Edge, because Edge is there tonight, if I'm Edge, I'm throwing a fit. Because here, he just won a chance at the championship. He had to last an hour ending the Royal Rumble, outlast 29 other men, work extremely hard to get that chance. And these five former champions, like Edge, get handed the champion, or the chance to win the championship. I'm not sure that that's fair. Now, I know what all of you are going to say. Edge isn't facing Drew McIntyre. I know that. But, we have to live in our wrestling bubble, remember? And we don't know that yet. It hasn't been officially announced. And since Sheamus and Drew McIntyre weren't officially announced for the Elimination Chamber, and they changed it on us, you never know. They could change it again. But we are getting Drew McIntyre, like I said, in the Elimination Chamber, the actual chamber, up against Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, The Miz, and Sheamus. This is enough to make me want to watch Elimination Chamber. These guys, these six guys, will make the Elimination Chamber for me, the pay-per-view. Now, I personally would love it if they would also just do the same thing, only switch and actually put Sasha Banks from SmackDown in the Elimination Chamber with five superstars. The only problem is, 
I don't know that there are five women that are worthy on SmackDown of the Elimination Chamber. And do you put Bianca Belair in there? Because if you do, then she's getting her shot at Sasha Banks before WrestleMania. So if you don't put her in, then you definitely do you have five women that could take on Sasha Banks without calling up anyone from NXT or putting anyone from Raw in there. Now, I guess if you put the Raw or the Tag Team Champions in the elimination chamber because they can go to smite or go to yeah they can go to smackdown also you could use that as a loophole then maybe you could because if you put sasha banks with five women in the elimination chamber and you put drew mcintyre with these five former wwe champions in the elimination chamber then you don't have to give me any other matches you can just let me have those two matches And I will be happy because I know both of them will be good. I know both of those matches will be good. I will not have to see garbage matches. Will WWE give me that? No, no, no. They'll give me garbage matches. And I will get to gripe of them on elimination results and thoughts that you guys can listen to. I love it that Shane O'Mac's like... "Mm." This is a blockbuster match, and you are doing an excellent job. And leaves. Did you see the look on Adam Pierce's face? I mean, seriously, did you see the look on his face? He was like, "Really? You you came down here for this? You you came to Florida for this? You must have been on vacation and just drove one over, and." Did this on your way to McDonald's or something, on your way to takeout. Um, really. Now, AJ Styles' music hits. And I was expecting, as he passed Shane O'Mac, that Shane O'Mac was going to do a fist bump or uh, at least smack almost on the chest. He gave him the finger point. But I wanted him to recognize, hello, this is my old bodyguard from Raw Underground. But I guess we are trying to forget Raw Underground. That's the only thing I can think of. Because, you know, Shane doesn't really acknowledge him a whole, whole lot. I love it when AJ Styles gets in there and tells Adam Pearce, um, yeah, you're doing a great job, but I thought you were stupid. Um, I'm sorry, I, I kind of thought you were stupid. Um, and then we get to hear Jeff Hardy's music hit. And we get a banger right off the start. Now, what I don't understand is how many people, when I was checking the internet, Reddit, checking Twitter, were saying that they weren't watching and how many people when they saw people tweeting about the Elimination Chamber main event that was made were all of a sudden turning on Raw. 
See, that's the thing. I think a lot of people were like me and thought the main event was Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. Therefore, no need to turn tune in because usually they're having Drew McIntyre come out, drag on, and then the first match is usually garbage. And so, if you tune in 20 minutes late, half an hour late, to Raw, and you want to watch the rest of it live, then, you know, you just go ahead. You don't figure you've missed a whole lot. They've talked about, hey, what they're going to show us, but that's about it. And you don't really have to DVR the beginning. Well, this... This one you did, because the the main event of Elimination Chamber pay-per-view was announced, and you got Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles. Well, what more could you ask for from them? I mean, this was wonderful. The only issue is, before they started... They gotta go to commercial break. And when they come back, instead of getting ready for the match, we see Shane getting in the car. And like I said, he's booking it. Drew McIntyre stops him. And I don't blame him. Because he was like, um, dude, I thought we were buds. Couldn't you give me a heads up on this? What? What's going on? I thought I had a one-on-one match with Sheamus. And Shane was like, nah, um, we needed a big main event for Elimination Chamber. This is them getting rid of the WWE Network. This is the last pay-per-view before they go to the Peacock Network. So... He had to have known they're going to need a big main event, and there's nothing bigger than McIntyre defending his title against five others in the chamber. And uh, he said, I didn't think you would mind. You're a fighting champion. And basically, O'Wells it and shuts the door. Now, Drew McIntyre's a baby face. So, you know, he didn't rip the door off the hinges or anything like that. But... I thought he would get a little bit mad. Um, I guess he didn't feel like it tonight. I don't know. Maybe he was tired from having COVID. I, I, I don't know. But we go back, and of course, we have Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles. And like I said, I thought this was a, a really good match to start off with. These two... Yes, I've seen Jeff Hardy put on a bad match. I was getting ready to say, these two don't give you a bad match. No, I've seen some bad matches from Jeff Hardy. Um, And I've seen maybe a couple from AJ Styles. But when you get these two together, they really were, you know, putting on a good match. I especially liked when AJ went up for the phenomenal forearm. But... Jeff Hardy just threw himself basically into the ropes and tripped AJ up and he fell and then Jeff picked him up for the atomic drop and then drop kicked him and then hit a Hulk Hogan leg drop for a two count. And I was like, 
that's some old school stuff. I like that. I mean, it was just, it was cool. Um, loved when AJ went for the Styles class. Jeff Hardy got him in the Twist of Eight. I mean, it, it was pretty cool. The only thing is, I wasn't expecting it, which I guess is good, because, you know, you don't want all of your matches to be predictable, but I wasn't expecting AJ to go for the calf crusher again and Jeff to submit. I thought that they would end up going to another commercial break. I really did. I thought this match was going to be a two-commercial break match because with these two guys you would think that you would give them you know a fair amount of time um then they tell us oh we're gonna get riddle keep wanting to call him matt riddle but riddle against keith lee yeah i'm not too excited about that i actually can't believe that that is not what they didn't give us for the first match. I can't believe we got a good match the very first match right out of the gate. Pity those people who didn't tune in, but um, about the time probably everybody started tuning in, of course, we get Riddle approaching Keith Lee. And I'm just like... Oh, why? But then all of a sudden, I see, about the same time, I guess Keith Lee does. Oh, Riddle has a black eye that he got from Bobby Lashley. And I was like, that might make my week. Because you guys know I don't like Stunner Riddle. He drives me crazy just for the simple fact that he has so much talent and it is wasted i mean probably more wasted than riddle but anyway um he goes off i don't even know because i broke it broke my concentration about airbud i didn't know there was more than one airbud movie Probably because I didn't set through the first one. But I guess there is more than one Airbud movie because Riddle was droning on about something about him. I don't know. And then we get what I thought would happen immediately. I thought Seamus would have been booking it to the ring faster than AJ Styles ever did. But Seamus finally confronts Adam Pierce backstage. And he was like, I thought you guys promised me a one-on-one match. And now I have to share it with four other guys, and they may actually win. And Pierce is like, we just wanted to book the main, main, the biggest main event that we possibly could. And Seamus hair stands up straighter than what it already was because he said do you think I'm not a draw do you not think that I could hold the main event by myself do you not think that 
me versus McIntyre would have been enough. And, um, Pierce doesn't really want to say that. But he gives him a look, like, yeah, might have been, but these four other guys, I had to do it, definitely is. And so he basically blames Pierce for all this, and he says, what I do at Elimination Chamber is also all your fault. Then, uh, I don't even want to talk about this, I'm probably not... Uh, we get the New Day versus Retribution, and Slapjack, which is Shane Thorne, and T-Bar, which is Dominic Davikovic, are in the ring with Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. We have Ali and Mace, kind of on commentary, I don't know. This, I don't even want to talk about. I just think this is stupid. Um, I don't understand why this is continuing week after week after week. We can't find anything better to do with the new day. Can we just have one tag title and put them all together? Because obviously Vince McMahon does not want to have two different ones, one on Raw and one on SmackDown. He does not put any effort into them. And Retribution just needs to go away. Because all they're doing is making them a group of jobbers. And there's no point to them. Um, but anyway, Kofi hits trouble in Paradise. They hit their new accommodation where they're doing the daybreak. And of course, Ollie just loses his mind. And as him and he he loses his mind, of course, New Day's rolling out of the ring. They're like, uh, we beat y'all, we're we're done. Later. And um Ollie's stomping around in the ring. And I'm like, could this be any worse? Um we then get Ric Flair coming out. And I don't know why. I was trying to think of a reason that I could give y'all, but um, I don't know why. I I thought he was coming out by himself. I really did. I thought they're going to end this angle. And Rick's going to come out, and he is going to beg for Charlotte's forgiveness. And I should have known better. Um, Rick Flair comes out, does his strut, and then we get Lacey Evans coming out. And they say, um, you know, they're going to be confronted by Charlotte after the break. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait. Because didn't she confront them? in a conference room last week and the week before that then she confront him in the ring and we've had enough confronting then we get uh damien priest with bad bunny and of course they're speaking spanish 
laughing, joking around, probably about how Bad Bunny's merchandise has already sold out. He's made the company about a half million dollars, and they're giving him, they're not only printing, reprinting the merchandise he sold out of, they're adding another shirt to it also so that they can sell even more Bad Bunny merchandise. Now, we get um, Ric Flair, and we actually get a promo from him. Which, to me, was a little shocking. Um, but I misunderstood him at first. He said that uh, some people want an explanation on why he wants to be mainlining. And I was like, mainlining? What's mainlining? And when... He started putting it in context about how he doesn't take orders from any women. Just check his records. Um, He isn't staying home. And he's sick of hearing about Charlotte when he should be hearing about Tom Brady. And I realized mainlining means why is he wanting to be back in the picture? Why is he wanting to be... You know, someone that someone cares about, or a main event person. And I thought, Rick, you may want to be mainlining, but you should have stuck with Charlotte. Then you would have been mainlining. With Lacey Evans, um, no. No, that's, you're getting on TV, but only because you're making your daughter mad. It's because of your daughter, not because of anything that Lacey Evans is doing. And then he talks about how he has met someone that has all the looks, the talent, and the star, or the style to be a star. And that she just needs a little coaching and training, and he can do that. And then he looks directly in the the camera and talks to Asuka and says that Lacey is going to be the next women's champion. And I was like, I know Vince really likes her. And this may be the way to push her. I wish that they would push the Marine part of her a little more. Maybe... Ric Flair can bring that out of her because I I want to see that side of her a little more. But um, he also talks about how the relationship is platonic. And she respects him for what he is. A legend. And I thought, well, no crap. They better clarify that considering they introduced us to her daughter last summer, and I thought before that, her husband. So, and we all know that Rick has a wife, because they talked about, what was it, October or November? She got COVID, and he had to go home on TV. So, I'm glad that they cleared up the whole platonic thing, and 
Lacey gets on and and starts talking about how she would never talk to her father the way Charlotte does. Well, that signifies, oh, Charlotte, you better come to the ring. Because um, she says what I have said pretty much all along about a lot of the women's division. She gets up there and says, you know what, Lacey, if you want to learn something, why don't you take your butt to Orlando and go train in the Performance Center? And she said, I've seen this a million times by a million different women with my dad. Well, that's exactly what I don't understand. COVID has been going on almost a year. We've got another month, and it'll be a year. I don't understand. They've been in Florida for the whole year. I know some of them live somewhere else. But can't you come down a day or two early every other week and train in the Performance Center? Work with NXT, work with the trainees, but get better yourself? Or how about Natty and TJ Wilson have their own gym and you train there with Natty in Tampa and you get better? But whatever. Um, I like that Charlotte says, for the last seven years, I've been trying to protect and add to the Flair legacy. And that Rick has no idea how he looks from the outside. And I thought, how telling is that? How truthful is that? Charlotte has, I think, 12 championships, maybe 13 by now. Her dad has 16. She will beat her dad probably by next year, maybe the year after. But that's the thing. She has been adding to the Flair legacy, and him hanging out, getting involved in storylines like this, because I'm sure he probably pitched this, um, doesn't look real great. He right now doesn't look real great. Um, he's had some health issues here in the last two years. He really needs to slow down, but I don't think Ric Flair can slow down. And I think that's part of the problem. Now, we get a Rick, or excuse me, we get a Charlotte Flair and Lacey Evans match. Um, trying to think. This actually was probably, yeah, I'll go ahead and say it. I think it was probably the best Charlotte Flair, Lacey Evans match I've seen to date. Now, I know some of you were on the internet, and I don't remember what site. I don't think it was Reddit, but one of the sites I was reading, some of you said that you didn't really like this match because both of them kept breaking the rules, you know, with Evans choking Charlotte over in the corner with her boot, and then, you know, um, Charlotte throwing her into the steps and, and things like that. Um, but this 
this was, I think, probably their best match. I really do. I uh, liked how Lacey Evans was going to put the figure four on Charlotte. Like, Charlotte doesn't know how to get out of that. And I did like when Charlotte finally hit the spear. When Lacey tried to put the figure four. And Charlotte lost her mind. And just started beating her. And the referee was like, you gotta stop. And Charlotte continued beating her. And the referee started counting. And Charlotte continued beating her. And then he finally disqualified him. And I thought that was cool. We got to see the queen lose her cool. And she snapped. And I, I did. I thought that was, that was really cool. Now, we then get Edge come to the ring. Um, I'm not real. I don't know. I didn't think we needed him. And I, no disrespect to Edge. He, he's a Hall of Famer. Um, but I didn't need him to come to the ring and tell me, you know, I had fun last week, but I'm tired. And I think I can beat all six guys that are in the Elimination Chamber. But I think I'm going to wait before I say I'm going for the Raw title because I don't know who's going to have it. Well, that makes sense. I never understood why you won the Royal Rumble. If you didn't have a beef with one of the champions, why you didn't wait? And so I think it's excellent that both Edge and Bianca are waiting for a little while, keeping the suspense going, and waiting to see what plays out in some of these pay-per-views. You have two pay-per-views in between there. And like I said, unless you've got something going with one of them already, then there's no need to announce it. Boom. Right away. Um, I thought it was funny, though, that Edge came out and said, I don't like Drew's chances. Uh, you know, he's one of six, and I just, I don't like his chances. And I thought, now, that is perfect. Plant the seed in our minds that he may lose it. Because, I'll tell you what, if they could build up Seth Rollins, where he could take on Roman Reigns, that would be a main event worthy match. And I would like to personally see Edge versus AJ Styles in WrestleMania. I would like for AJ Styles to win the Elimination Chamber and take on Edge. And then us get Roman versus Seth. But I don't know... I don't know that Vince McMahon will agree with me. But we get um, the Miz, John Morrison, 
and Angel Garza come down to the ring. And I was like, what's Garza doing with them? And I wish they would have explained that. I would have bought that Garza came to the Miz, sucked up to him, gave him a rose, and wants to be an A-lister, wants to get his own TV show, wants to be on the Miz and Maurice's show. I, I don't care, but I wanted an explanation. Why is he with them? Have he and John Morrison met on John Morrison's path? When he went out of the WWE bubble, I wanted to know what's going on. Um, Miz then paints himself basically in a corner, and Edge calls him on it. Miz basically tells him, you know, that he's going to cash in the the Money in the Bank contract. Well, Edge says, you know... That's why I'm different than you. I'm operating on a different level. I am thinking on a different level. I'm playing chess while you're playing checkers type thing. Because he said, you know, I'm not content being awesome. Uh, 20 years ago, I was awesome. He said, Ms., you just want to be champion. He said, in order to make my story right, I need to be champion. And I think that's the story they need to tell. And they haven't been. They've mentioned it. And they've let Edge mention it. But here's the thing. Edge was the champion. And he had to relinquish the title. Because he got hurt. And for nine years. He's fought to get back. He's fought to get better. He's fought to get cleared. To get back to that point to have the championship around his waist. That's the story they need to be telling. Not a story of him versus Roman or him versus Drew or him versus whoever, Walter, like Edge teased on social media. No, they need to be talking about Edge versus himself. Edge versus the Hall of Famer he was getting back to that. Of course, they go to commercial and we get Damian Priest versus Angel Garza with Bad Bunny in his corner. And then we have Miz and Morrison in Garza's corner. Why are we having this match? Um, can you tell me what's where are we going with this? I understand that Miz and Morrison want to be with Garza's corner because they've had some beef with Bad Bunny and 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 Priest, but where does Garza fit into this? What what is going on here? Um, this Garza hadn't been in the ring for a while, and you could tell Priest and him had a little bit of chemistry, but not a lot. I don't know that they were on the same page, and this was not a good match. I don't know whether it was where they were trying to get Miz and Morrison involved by getting them up on the apron, or get Bad Bunny involved. I, I don't know what caused this match to be awful. Well, it wasn't completely awful, 
but it was still pretty bad. Now, Damian Priest pick up, picked up another win, and we know that they want him to win. We know that they're pushing him, but uh, I don't know. Then we get Charlie Caruso backstage interviewing Drew. And um, Drew basically says, look, it's WrestleMania season, expect the unexpected. And he said, it's kind of like what Sheamus did last week by kicking me in the face. Um, He said all Sheamus had to do was ask me for a title match. I would have gave him one. But he said, expect the unexpected, look at what they gave me now with the the Elimination Chamber. They didn't give me Sheamus. They gave me Sheamus plus four other guys. But how he needs to concentrate on Randy Orton tonight. And I'm like, what? Say what? We're going to get Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. What is this, number five or six times? And... Randy Orton is also in the Elimination Chamber with Drew McIntyre. How many times are these guys going to go up against each other in a eight-week span, nine-week span? Come on. Can you not get someone else to get after it? Um, I don't know. So they go to commercial. They come back, and they do another backstage segment. Not sure they should have planned this one either, even though it's with Bianca. Bianca Belair, I'm like everyone else. I'm singing her praises. I don't think she's quite ready, but she is a superstar in the making, and there is no doubt about it. She's got the charisma. She's got the athletic talent. And she's got the look. And I'm telling you, she is going to be a star. They just need to allow it to happen. She can be the next face of the company. The next one that will cross over and go make movies, come back, and will bring people with her if they let her. And she immediately says, look, I'm the smartest, and that's the reason why I'm not making my decision right now. She said, I might pick Sasha, I might pick Asuka, but I'm going to put the ESD in WrestleMania. Well, we get Asuka. And I'm like, yes, here we get to see Asuka. And... She congratulates Bianca because not only is Asuka a babyface, but Asuka is polite. She is um, very wrestling etiquette there. And then Asuka has to do a little bit of heel, a little bit of being a smart aleck where she says, Winning the Royal Rumble does not mean you are ready for Asuka. And I'm like, yeah! Um, but Bianca Belair corrects it and says, look, I am 
ready for Asuka. But Lacey Evans is not. And she looks at Asuka and says, Asuka, if you handle your business at Elimination Chamber, then you might be seeing a lot more of me on Raw. And then they show the graphic I did not want to see. We're getting Asuka versus Lacey Evans at Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. And I'm like, oh no. Um, I immediately thought, please don't do that to Asuka. Please do not let Ric Flair come out and do his dirty heel tactics and allow Lacey Evans to beat Asuka. I thought, that cannot be what they're planning. And then immediately after I thought that cannot be what they're planning, I thought, oh, no, that is what they're planning. So I'm a little worried about that. But I'm trying to put it out of my mind because we've got two weeks. And so we're not going to think about it. I shouldn't have spoke it into the air where it could happen. But I have a funny feeling that we're going to be talking about it a lot more. Then we get Riddle versus Keith Lee. Now, MVP's on commentary, and I'll tell you what, um, he actually made this uh, match a little bit interesting, because it shouldn't have been. Uh, it it really, really shouldn't have been. It was too long, first of all. And I really felt like the wrestlers didn't know who was supposed to win. They kept going back and forth, um, and I was just getting to the point where I was thinking they're going to push Riddle after kind of pushing Keith Lee, but then stop starting with him, and like I said, they were going back and forth, and I almost felt like the referee was listening to his earpiece and was just going to tell him who was supposed to win. And then kind of at the end, we got a little bit of Keith Lee taking over some. But, um, of course, after the match, Keith Lee um, helped Riddle to his feet and they shook hands. And um, I was a little confused. And then Bobby Lashley comes in and just beats him down. Um, he slams into Keith Lee, and he knocks Riddle down, and, I mean, it, it's just crazy. He grabbed Riddle into the hurt lock. He shaped all the brain cells that he had left out. I mean, he turned to see Lee standing there on the apron watching and, and speared him. I mean... They made Bobby Lashley look like a complete and total monster again. Um, He took the steel steps and hit Keith Lee in the face and then climbed up on the announce table, and I, I didn't understand that, and posed. 
with the belt. And I was like, what is he doing? This is this is kind of ridiculous. So then we get two matches that don't really make any sense to me. I'm excited that I thought the first match was going to end things. I don't think it's going to. Uh, we get Lana come out with Naomi. And we get Nia Jax come out with Shayna Baszler. And we're in a tables match. And this is the match of the night. Not because it's the best match of the night, but because of Nia Jax. This, I think, is going to be where Lana gets her comeuppance. She finally gets to put Nia through a table. And we're going to call this good. We're done with tables. We're moving on. No, no, no. That's not what we're we're getting. We're because Lana ends up laying down on the apron and um Naya attempts a leg drop. A Hulk Hogan leg drop. And Lana moves and Naya hits her butt on the apron. And you can see it on her face. She hit in a way that she was not expecting to hit. And if you did not know that, she rolls off the side of the apron and is grabbing her butt and then says, my butt, really loud. And then two seconds later says, my hole. And I was like, oh, if we needed any clarification, like we didn't see it. And then you didn't grab it. Well, you told us all about it. And I thought it was hilarious. Um, It has since been beeped out on YouTube. Although there are many people who taped this match and have also put it up on YouTube of her screaming it. So you need to, to catch that because, like I said, before she says the funny line of my hole, she says my butt. And so there's, you know, she can't say that she didn't mean what she said. Lana, however, either didn't hear it, didn't care, wasn't concerned that Naya may have broke her tailbone in 50 pieces. She takes her and shoves her through a table propped up against the barricade where Naya lands on her butt again. Now, I noticed, number one, she was rolling quickly over after she hit through that table. And I noticed that they got the camera off of her very quickly and didn't put it back on her. But Lana, you know, wins. That's it. But no. Shayna has to go in and 
haul off and hit Lana, and Naomi gets her with a springboard kick. And Shayna's like, you've been gone a little while, and I forgot about you. So we get Naomi versus Shayna Baszler when we come back from break. And it's even shorter than Lana versus Nia Jax. Not nearly as funny, but still, um, I don't know. Not very understandable, I guess, because she gets Naomi in the clutch. Naomi gets to the ropes, so Shayna rolls out, hauls off and hits Lana. And as she's getting back in the ring, Naomi gets to roll her up for the pin. And I was like, that's how we're beating Shayna Baszler now? We're actually beating Shayna Baszler like that. So next week, we're going to get a tag team match. I I can almost bet you on it. Or we're going to flip-flop. And we're going to have Naomi versus Nia, if she can go, if her butt is healed. And Lana versus Shayna. Or we're going to get a tag team. So be watching for that, you know. I know you're all excited. And then we get the main event. Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. And they say this is the last match. And I'm thinking, no, 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 no. In the beginning of this show, you already said they're facing each other at Elimination Chamber. Now, if you were like me, then you were probably a little bit disappointed. Because this whole entire time, I'm not really watching this match. I mean, I am. I'm. I'm li- I'm liking, you know, that Randy Orton's thinking about the RKO, and and you know he comes rushing back inside, and Drew drilled him with the knee, and and he was uh, going to do the draping DDT, and and all of that. I'm watching the match, but I'm also trying to pinpoint when's Alexa coming. That that's basically what I wanna know. Is when is Alexa coming? And um Seamus comes out and calls this a distraction. And I thought, hmm Seamus is at the announce table, and I thought, well, maybe what's going to happen is Seamus is going to interfere, and then Alexa Bliss is going to show up, and she's going to do something to Seamus. Or she's going to do something to Randy Orton, and he's going to move, and Seamus is going to get hit. I was trying to make this exciting. Nah, WWE didn't want to make it real exciting. Um, McIntyre ended up catching Randy Orton in the Future Shock DDT and lines up to do the Claymore 
and Sheamus gets in the ring and hits Randy Orton with a bro kick. Now, Drew Claymore's Sheamus, because Sheamus, I guess, thought Drew would just stand there. I don't know. But it allowed Randy Orton to win because Sheamus kicked Randy Orton, which meant he was interfering on the behalf of Drew. So Randy Orton got the win. And so I don't think that um, we really understood that that was actually happening. I don't think. Um, But with Seamus being down after being Claymored and Randy Orton being down after being Brokicked, then we've got Drew McIntyre as the only one standing, holding his belt up with the two men laying there in the ring. And I see the little Raw symbol pop up in the left-hand corner, and I'm like, no! Where's Alexa Bliss? Where? Why isn't she throwing fire? Why? Where's her swing? And I'm all upset. So, this wasn't a great Raw. Yes, it was funny because of Nia Jax. Um, yeah, we got a heck of a AJ Styles and Jeff Hardy match. I don't understand why Garza's with Morrison and Miz. Um, I, I really don't understand why Bad Bunny's around. I know it's about money, but where does he fit? And can you be considered a wrestler? If you come in at Royal Rumble as a singer and three months later at WrestleMania have a WrestleMania match, I don't know. Anyway, you guys need to write me at wrestlingovertime at gmail.com. Tell me what you thought of tonight's show. Don't write me a bunch of stuff about Nia Jax's hole. I know about it. I read it all on Twitter. Um, but I want to know what you think. Hit me up on uh, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Wrestling Overtime. Let me know what you guys are thinking. And I will talk to you guys later. See you down the road. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. Shop on eBay this holiday season to get more for your dough on stand mixers Mm. or get more for your buck on this season's hottest tech and gaming gear. And on eBay, you can even get more (gasps) bling for less cha-ching on jewelry. You can get more because you save more on premium brands with eBay's exclusive deals. Get more when you get it on eBay.